Hello and welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt Outkick their coverage. Today, Eddie is talking, uh, taking the lead uh, on what the uh, the NFC South teams might do with their first three draft picks. Eddie, you ready to enlighten us? I am, yeah. I just want to give you all a quick rundown of a little bit of peek behind the scenes. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before, but basically, we did this last uh, with the last episode, should be able to look, uh, listen back on that, but what I, I and Matt have been doing is we pick out the four teams from the division and do what we think should be done with the first, second and third round picks if they do have them available. The way I do it is I use a mock draft um, simulator and I pick out the team's picks and then um, the teams I'm going to use, what picks they've got up to what round and then select the players that are available. So sometimes you might see a little bit of overlap between um, between episodes like, say, today I'll pick a player for the books who's available in a certain round and maybe he wouldn't have been available in a certain round in another draft. It's just how it falls. Just like the real life draft. Yep, fair point. Well made. So, are you doing then, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I said we're just running out of crisps today, so you know, um, life could be worse. Life could be better. I think the fans would be a bit more um, happy if it were me running out of crisps. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine why. It sounds like it. Hardlining Monster Munch, fantastic. I've had some fans get in touch with me about how much they enjoyed listening to me slurp those crisps. The Crunchcast. Yeah, the Crunchcast. We're going to be starting that next week. <laughs> it's just you eating different flavours of crisps. It is, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I've got Pickled Onion Monster Munch. Eddie, you had them last week. Well, I like them. <laughs> I like the way they taste and the way they feel. <laughs> it's now the stick to my tea so I can eat them later on. We're <laughs> in your beard as well, you're laughing. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Uh, so, shall I get cracking then? You good to go? I got it, mate, yeah. Well, first team up, I'm going to go with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, round one selection. Now, they're selected at pick 14, I do believe. So, and Namakan Sue's on the last year of his contract. Vita Vey is going into his third year now, and he's he's really started to pick it up in the last season. Um, and I've selected for him, and it might seem like, you know, adding a little bit of a luxury pick here but Javon Kinlaw who in my personal opinion is the best defensive tackle in the draft some might say Derek Brown but in my personal opinion it's Javon Kinlaw I think he's an absolutely fantastic player he's a massive guy and he's got some really good athletic ability and he's really powerful um, I showed you a video of Matt and he, he just, just knocks two people out way like they're nothing yeah, is it the DT from South Carolina he is yeah absolutely fantastic player but I selected him because basically I can't see him and Sue still being with Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year as well so they're going to need someone to replace him and they're going to need someone if they're going to use someone to replace him it might as well be someone who's an improvement and this full year will give him time to get adjusted to NFL and he could end up being a fantastic selection and being you know absolutely unbelievable for him I mean if he's still there I think it's, it's certainly it's a player it's a position of need for him isn't it so I mean even though you said they've already got they've got um, Sue and they've got um, uh, go on you just said Bayavea Bayavea yeah now, really good DTs in there I say, like I said, I think, I think um, uh, Susan last is on his on his, uh, on his last rounds, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, the other players I looked at at this stage were there were some um, offensive tackles knocking about, so I could have gone, um, you know, I could have gone Andrew Thomas, who was still floating about, Josh Jones, still floating about. Um, obviously, there were some interior, um, some interior players like Sage Ruiz, who's a guard. They do already have good guards, but again, it'd be adding strength in depth. They've already invested quite a lot into the secondary, although I don't believe it's very good. So they could have gone CJ Anderson here as well. 
but like I say, there's a few bits and bats to do, um, like they could have done. That I just thought he's the best player available. He's going to make your defense better. Why not just throw him in? Yeah, fair shout. Can't argue with that, mate. Uh, but next up's the Falcons with their first round pick. I selected um, AJ Epinesa, defensive end out of Utah. Now he didn't have the best combine, but if you watch his game tape, he's an absolute monster. Really good player. Reminds me of Trey Flowers, who plays for the Lions now, but he's not like the t- stereotypical pass rusher who's you know um, flying round the back around the side of the tackle and getting to quarterback. He's, he's going to knock that pocket to pieces. He could play inside and he can play outside. He's really really strong. Um, he's the type of person who's you know he's going to force them back as opposed to working his way around them. He does need to work on a bit of his technique, but in my opinion, he's the best. He's got the highest floor in this draft other than Chase Young. He's got the highest floor. He's the most NFL ready, and he's the type of person who's going to be a real big asset in your run game and in causing havoc for quarterback as well. Um, the other options that were available for Falcons at that point uh, were CJ Anderson again. Thomas was still there, yeah, uh, and. Uh, Josh Jones was still there as well. I decided not to bother taking him just because uh, I had the player there who I thought the I know they signed Flowers, um, but I don't really rate him that much. But on the other side of that line, I don't really think they've got much there. So you're basically having two two of the of the similar sort of uh, defensive ends there, like they're both the type of player who can stop the run and get to the passer, whereas. Before, I think, obviously, with um, Vic Beasley, they had someone who was just flying around corner to get to him, and he tailed off after a while, whereas these two guys are going to grind out the run, like grind down the run game and grind down the defensive line, and that's when you would be able to utilise a player like Vic Beasley or you know some out, outside linebacker play, because I think you could play Fowler and you could play Epinesa in a 3-4 and just stick Grady Jarrett in the middle, I think has got the ability to be a nose tackle, although he wouldn't play there very often. Hmm. I could manage that because it's such a good player. But it's going to give quality to that defensive line. It's going to cause havoc again, like I said, for quarterbacks. And it will um, free up that secondary to have a bit uh, have a bit more of opportunity to make plays. No, again, it's another position in me for him. The only sort of thing that when we think about another position they could go for, I know they just signed um, Todd Gurley, didn't they, to a prove-it deal? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be petrified as a Falcons fan at the running back position. Yeah, but in my opinion, you don't want to be drafting a, a running back before pick twenty three in draft. I think it's it's not somewhere you really need to invest. No one else is really picking running backs early unless generational talents like Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to pick DeAndre Swift this early just because it's a mid round pick. The opportunity would be there to trade back maybe and then take him later on. Mm. But I think you want to be careful investing too much too soon into a running back. I'm not saying they won't do it. Like I said, DeAndre Swift. J.K. Dobbins, um, you know, Taylor coming out of Wisconsin, all really good players who could, you know, do a job for him and come in and be pretty good. But like I say, me, me issue would be, are they going to be able to get the quality defensive end in the second round or anywhere near that quality of a defensive end anywhere else? And the answer to that's no, because in my opinion, it goes Chase Young, Epinesa. Clavon Chasson for your high ceiling. And after that, there's no, nothing as an NFL starter for me in this draft as of yet. Right, it was just, just, just another option just in case, you know, the, the, the defensive training back or whatever. Oh, yeah, I get you. Yeah, because, like I said, I, I just don't see the value of a, a first-round running back. But 
we we have got the rest of the draft to go, Matthew. So don't worry. I shall keep my I will uh, keep my nose out. Then go on. <laughs> uh, next up for the Carolina Panthers, I selected uh, Tristan Wirfs. Um, he plays offensive tackle, but he can play guard out of Iowa. Yep. He's a big unit. Had a really good, uh, a really good combine. Obviously, the lost um, try turner to the think uh, what they called to the Chargers, and I think they got fleeced on that deal. To be perfectly honest with you, I think he's a much better player. But obviously, they got Russell Okung in. If Russell Okung can play at a high level, I think they'll plot worse in at guard straight away. And obviously, that'll cover for that need to try turner already being gone because I think he'd be an All Pro guard without with all his ability. But like I said, I, think, I still think he'd be a serviceable tackle as well. So if Okung did get hurt, you could push him to the outside. So it's a little bit of insurance for work, for um, Okung and also a guard you can slot straight in. And that were my thoughts on that part. I did also have in, in that position, there were Jedrick Will still there somehow, uh, CJ Henderson to replace, um, you know, what's his name? They've just got rid of Bradbury. Yeah. And obviously... Uh, Derek Brown was was available defensive tackle. I thought about taking him because they're losing a couple of their defensive tackles. They're getting a little bit older, but I thought uh, someone who's going to be protecting your quarterback when you've got Teddy Bridgewater or PJ Walker as your quarterback, you need to make sure someone's there to look after him. Yep, no fair shot. That he's a, he's a decent talent's worth, so I can't I can't knock that. And finally, we have the New Orleans Saints. Who? <laughs> With their first round selection, this is a bit of a controversial one. Go on. But I do have reasoning behind it. Uh, I want me Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. Now, a lot of people have been knocking him recently, saying last season he didn't really look as good. He wasn't really tackling as well. He didn't seem to be covering as well. And my opinion on it, if you look at his, how he played the year before, and he looked like he was going to be a top 10 player, top 5 player last year, because he looked absolutely fantastic. Hmm. He looked NFL ready. He looked like you slot him into a team there, and he's going to be the man. But what ended up happening was... I think he wanted to avoid injury and to avoid injury he started like backing off and being a bit more you know, a bit more cautious. And I just think he'll come into NFL knowing he's gonna get paid, he's gonna be able to play. LSU is obviously in Louisiana, which is where New Orleans is. They've seen him play in twenty eighteen. They'll have an idea of how he's gonna play. And I think he'll be a straight up good replacement for Von Bell. Yeah. With no. let go. Again, the position of need for them, so it's a good shout, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would, like I said, it just makes sense to me. There might have been other, like, there's Jeremy Chin, who I think is a fantastic safety, going to be coming out. They could have gone that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have gone, you know, DeAndre Swift. They could have gone Sage Louise. It's just, I thought, shore up that safety position, you know, make sure that you've got quality there. Because they did, they picked up a decent player in back end of last year's draft because they didn't have many picks. But who they did pick up were, were a pretty good player. I cannot remember his name, but like it was Summit Gar- Gardner, Summit, but I can't remember his name, or Summit Gardner. I can't remember. It was one of the people that um, George Kittle carried into um 20 yard line against them. <laughs> <sighs> uh, next up is the second round pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And with that pick that I have selected for them, Cameron Akers out of Florida State, running back. Um, if you look at his production, it's pretty solid, to be fair. But if you look at the rest of the team, it's shy. So for him to perform with that talent around him uh, is pretty impressive. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously being in Florida, will have had a good look at him. Um, he's playing in the same place that, obviously, Darwin Cook used to play. 
I think you've got a similar sort of explosion and you know ability coming from him. It might not be as good, but in the second round they're getting a player who's good quality. He can catch out backfield, but he's actually he can make something on his own. Do you know what I mean? He can do stuff by himself. He doesn't need yeah. that quality O line. But having him in team is going to add a bit more explosion to run game and obviously give them opportunity to help Tom Brady keep clean and get moving forward. I just thought it were a good pick up for him. Um, there were other players available. Again, like I say, there was uh, Ezra Cleveland, defensive tackle at Boise State. There were Lucas Niang, offensive tackle at TCU. There were Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of uh, USC. But I didn't think any of them were a fit for the offence that um, Aries likes to run. Niang probably closest because he's a big fella. Others mm. were a bit more nifty. Uh, obviously, there were, a, a, um, there were Ashton Davis, a safety, who could have been there. And... Um, but yeah, I just I didn't I didn't fancy him, and obviously Taylor running back out of Wisconsin were available as well. But I just preferred Cam Akers. I just thought he was the type of person who were a bit more had a bit more about him for them at that point, and just because they're in Florida, obviously Tampa Bay's Florida and mm. Florida State. I just thought it made sense that they would have had a scouts there quite a lot to have a good look at him. Might be a bit of a shock, but that only thought would get a nice decent running back in along with Tom Brady. Yeah, no, again, it's a position in the need. Uh, it's Again, it's a team that you, you've got, you'll be daft to think that the scouts don't go and watch their local teams because it's on the doorstep and it's not that much of, you know, you think about some, like a Tampa Bay scout's got to fly to maybe like Los Angeles to watch someone play a, a, a college game there so they can go down the road and watch a game. It makes more sense that they're going to watch a lot more games near home out there. Yeah, definitely. So they've had a bigger look at, at the kids. So, yeah, again, that's a fair shout. Good pick. And then in round two, the Falcons. Obviously, this these picks are in order. Everybody, this is just an alphabetical order of the teams. Um, you know, team names, the the books, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints. I'm not doing them in pick order, just to be clear. Falcons in the second round collect uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back out of LSU, and now he's a fantastic cannonball of a running back, but he's really good at catching ball out of backfield as well. He's I think he adds that little extra dynamic that the uh, the Falcons would could really do with because obviously they've got Jones, they've got Ridley, and they've just got um, well, okay, his name escapes in the tight end from the Ravens who were drafted in the first round, but they've got him. Um, uh, that, so they've got pass catchers there available, and I think he's the type of back who's going to add that extra bit of a pain in ass for defenses to cover, and also he, he can run pretty well as well. And they're wanting to get behind that run game. So, this is why I didn't select to run him back in first round, knowing there'd be a player like this available in second. Fair enough. The depth there, like I say, you know, you don't want to pick in sort of top half of the draft. I try to avoid picking top half of the draft for a running back. No. There's the depth there for it. I mean, to be fair, mate, if uh, if there were trades available, I think I would probably have uh, uh, traded that pick away for Falcons because. Although they are, they have got a fair few needs, I don't think they all their needs can be met in this draft. Right. Speaking of draft, it's freezing in here. I'm trying to cover up one of these air vents. <laughs> Next up's Panthers second round pick. Now this pick, um, obviously they, these guys pick pretty early in the second round. It's Ross Brack, uh, Blacklock, defensive tackle out of TCU. Now this guy, he could be a sneaky first rounder. He's an absolute unit. And he's going to cause some serious bother for interior, interior offensive lines. And he's exactly the type of player they need in their team because he's going to be um, a great replacement for Don Terry Power or anyone like that. He's just going to be 
plug and play, good three down defensive tackle, absolute world of player. TCU had some sneaky good players last uh, last season. I can't believe they didn't do any better than they did. But obviously it's TCU, so it's probably why. <laughs> uh, and the other options for the Panthers, who I did look at, were obviously Blacklock, uh, Cushenberry, who's a um, centre, but also can play guard. Ruiz, yeah. similar, and Jeremy Chin as a safety. But basically, like I say, Blacklock, um, he was what they needed at first round. They could have took a, a similar position and player like Blacklock in first round, but to get worth through there as a guard or a tackle and then to get a black lock, I think that's two needs, massive needs filled from. Yeah, no, again, it's a position need for him and it, it, if, if he's the best player available in that position, then go for it, definitely. Well, that's my opinion on it as well. Um, obviously, um, the Saints don't have a second round pick due to the trades that they've done over the last few seasons. Mm. So, we move on to round three and the Buccaneers... Obviously, looking at the Buccaneers now, we just took a running back. We took a, a defensive tackle. So, the other options that were available, um, there were Isaiah Wilson, who was a defensive tackle out of Georgia, the one opposite Andrew Thomas. And a player I was having a good look at was Jalen Hurts, uh, not the running back. No, that's a bit rude. Running what? back who can throw. He's the quarterback out of Oklahoma. Yeah. I thought, he really needs some work on learning how to pass. And obviously... He could get that if we're playing a bit two years behind Tom Brady, and then in the third season they would end up being the lead running, uh, the lead uh, quarterback. But then I thought Bruce Arians don't want a quarterback like him. He wants someone who's going to throw out time. He's not bothered about someone who can run. He's yeah. the type of person who wants to throw them big balls downfield if he can. So I thought to myself, well, they're not going to take that quarterback. Isaiah Wilson, he's a bit of a reach at that position. You know that point in draft, do really want to be taking him? Uh, but there was Josh Uche, who's a you know he's he's an edge player out of. Michigan, and he's a really smart player. And I thought, well, would he be worth putting in? Do you know what I mean? Could he be? Because he can play middle linebacker, he can play outside linebacker, and he can come in and support the, you know, the edge play on a, on a third down. So I gave them, you know, obviously we've got Shaquille Barrett, but I think Jason Pierre-Paul's been signed for one more season. But this will add youth and depth to that defensive line, which were pretty good last season, and just give them that little bit extra on third downs to you know get the ball turned over and stop teams. Yeah, good shout. So that's what I did. Then Falcons, third round pick. I know they took, um, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but um, it begins with H, if that's any solace any, uh, sol- sol- for any year. Uh, I kid. I kid, yeah. He were, he were players who I, I had a really good look at in 2018 draft. I thought he he could be pretty good, especially, you know, going to where he went. But obviously, Mark Andrews ended up being the good tight end there. Hmm. But it hadn't panned out for him. But I think he could he could do well at the Falcons. But obviously, most teams have more than one tight end. And without the the Falcons want to play football, they want to go run heavy. I have selected another tight end, Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. Before before this season started, he really looked like he was going to be tight end one. Looked absolutely fantastic player. Uh, he's got a bit more ability to catch, and he he's either going to fail or he's going to do well. And with third round pick, I thought it's going to have decent depth at tight end. Um, it's the one pick I'm not 100% happy about. The other options were um, Jordan Brooks and Malik Harrison, both linebackers, and Troy Pride Jr., who was a linebacker. And I just thought I could go either of them, um, you know, solidify that middle of the field a little bit, but I didn't end up bothering. And then there were offensive tackle, Sadiq Charles, I looked at him, but I just I thought, I'm going to go with this tight end. He's probably the best player available if he can get back onto farm. 
and that's just what I did basically. I thought that obviously they've got a good offensive defensive player at first pick, a good um, running back at second pick, and then third pick. They've got that insurance if the the acquisition from Ravens don't work out. Yeah, yeah, fair shout. I mean, like I say, if they want to go run heavier, then you need that the tight end durability and also the tight end depth just to help out the running game. So the next tight end, there's not a stupid move at all. I mean, I'd pick up David Morgan if I were them. That's what I'd do in free agency. But yeah, he's a banger at tight end, that guy. Definitely. So, Panthers next with their third round pick, and it's Jalen Johnson, uh, cornerback out of Utah. I think he's, he's went top 10 corners in this draft. I think it's an absolutely excellent pickup. Another p- uh, place of need, because obviously James Bradbury left for Giants. So, with this draft, they've, they've basically got position of need and backup for tackle if they need it. Another position of need and another position of need. And each pick is start a level. So, I think that's a fantastic draft for Panthers, personally. Um, the other options were uh, Kyle Duggar. He's a, a hitting safety out of Lenore Ryan. Cameron Dantzler, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Now, he's a bit slow, but he's a decent zone corner. They were only player to stop Jamar Chase last season. Um, Josh Uche, because obviously the Panthers will be picking for a Buccaneers, so they could have took him. He was basically the best player available pick. And then Adam Troutman, uh, tight end um, to replace Greg Olson. He's a good blocking tight end as well, but He's out of Delaware, pretty small school, had really good senior ball. But I just thought, you've got a cornerback who you can be able to plug and play, you've got a defensive tackle who can be able to plug and play, and you've got worse who you're going to be able to plug and play, and you've got Teddy Bridgewater who's picked up on. Your team's pretty much serviceable. Serviceable. Yeah. And next up, unless you've got anything you want to add to that, mate? No, no, that's a fair pick, mate, yeah. So next up, we've got like I say, Sadiq Charles, offensive tackle out of LSU, going to the Saints. Uh, he had a bit of off-field, but I think he's the type of person who could do pretty well for himself. Uh, getting it picked in third round, it's a bit lower down. There's going to be at Saints, who've already got a good offensive line, but it's going to add decent depth. He's going to be able to learn. And they've, got, they've not got any holes, really, at Saints. I think Drew Brees is the biggest issue they've got there. They picked up Emmanuel Sanders for that second receiver. They've got Michael Thomas. They've got Alvin Kamara. They could do with another running back, maybe, but you can pick one up of them from a shop that's from a shop, can't you? Yeah. So there weren't much really else. Run back somewhere available in Tall Roll at the moment. Well yeah. I mean I did look at Khalid Kareem, edge player out of Notre Dame. I did look at Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia. I did look at Jordan Brooks because a nippy linebacker, but all them positions are positions that they don't really need to fill because they've got such good players across the board. So I just there was just no point in going anywhere else. I would think. <clears throat> the, the one that like I say they said the biggest issue the Saints have got is, is Drew Brees have they re-signed Taysom Hill yet? Uh, they've got him on a tender first round tender so if someone offers the first round pick for him they can have him right I mean for, we've had this discussion before we don't think that Taysom Hill's a starting quarterback do we? no I don't so the only thing I'm mean, if there's a, a decent enough quarterback in round three they might reach for him but it's a big if isn't it? They're in, mate. I'll be honest with you. I mean, at, at worst, the, you pro- the, the could be, and this is a big could, uh, be Jacob Eason, potentially Jake from in round mm-hmm. three. But if they're there, they're big work in progress players. And I think this is Breeze's last season. I honestly think this will be the last time we see Drew Brees playing. 
and he's going to decline on year on year. And I just cannot, for the life of me, imagine him giving them enough time to learn and nurture behind him. I don't think Jake Fromm's... I mean, he's basically going to be similar to Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to be able to distribute the ball. He's not going to lose the game. He's not going to win you the game. But that's basically diet Drew Brees, isn't it? Yeah. And then I think Jacob Eason's a big arm quarterback. He's a bit athletic and he's a bit of a gimp, to be honest. Throws a few interceptions, but a team will take. I I can see a team taking a flyer on him. In one in one of me, um, obviously one of my divisional things, I did have a player taking him, and depending where he goes, he might get the chance to grow and do well. But I, I just, it's like you say, a third round quarterback for Saints ain't where it's at. But I could imagine them, you know, trading up to get a quarterback and doing it that way, but mm. not in third round. Fair enough. I mean, your idea is absolutely spot on, mate, but it's like second you get value or a decent player with a third round pick. Yeah, if they can trade up and get, get someone in second round, then then I think they should go for it because if Drew Brees goes down next season, they haven't got that safety valve, uh, that backup that was Teddy Bridgewater who can come in and, and lo- lo- not lose your five games. I mean, let's, let's be honest, mate. If, uh, if, they're, if they're that worried in first round, they can always tech, stack up and take a player there, can they? Yeah, they could, yeah. Yeah. Because there's an excellent chance that Drew Brees could drop off the edge of a cliff the first couple of games and look like he's he can't throw it five yards. You know what I mean? So, and then you've got Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, all these players that are on market as well, mate. So Robert Griffin the third, as daft as it sounds, these three players are all free agents. What's the set saying? Scout off on a prove it deal. Yeah, no, I think I, mean, I think if he gets to that point where they're not being picked up by anybody, then they're going to snap it up, aren't they? Pretty much. Well, this is it. Saints would be clever to just wait and see if you can get a good backup. Mm. Yeah, if it's not if it's not there for them, they can they can wait. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Well, that's me. Uh, me me three round. Um, what should the NFC South do? No, very comprehensive, mate. Very uh, well well argued. Well done. Well, I'm good at arguing. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me still our last. <laughs> no, I tell her again anyway. No, domestic abuse isn't funny. Not on camera. No. <laughs> God. Uh, right, Sam, you want anything else to add to that, mate? Uh, not unless you've got something to talk about, bud, now. No, it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a, a, dead, a dead patch at the moment, isn't it, in the old NFL? Not much happening. No, I mean, we could maybe bump these up to two to an episode if we need, if, if people are chomping at the bit. I'm sure we can find other stuff to talk about if we think about it. Yeah, I'm sure we could, mate. I'm sure we could. There's always a bit of mailbag left if we need to escape into that. Oh, yes. The dreaded mailbag. The, the festering mailbag. Well, stop sending me the underwear. None of it fits. <laughs> You're not supposed to put it on your head, mate. It definitely won't fit on there. <laughs> well, don't try polishing it then, will you? Well, it's not me, I'm polishing. Well, hey, anyway. Just in. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there, shall we? Uh, thank you all for listening. If you like, rate, review, and keep you nut down, and we'll see you all next time. And don't die of coronavirus, is my main advice. Stay in your fucking house. Yeah, only go out. If I see you walking around the streets without a Tesco bag, or without your fucking running shoes on, I'm going to lamp you. <laughs> Anyways, you leave don't ask what I'm doing now. Don't ask me what I'm doing now. You don't need to know. And my cape's my business. <laughs> <laughs> Who polices the police? Eddie does. 
Yeah. And anyway, I've got to go because I need a shit. All right, mate. You enjoy that. I'll see you all later. Right.